Unfortunately, it seems that conflict and co-parenting go hand in hand. When my former husband and I were going through our divorce and afterwards, everything became a battle. We wasted entirely too much time bogged down in conflict over the simplest things. Well, our guests today have created an innovative communication tool to help families like my own live like a family instead of combatants. Dr. James and Ginger Delarippa created the Family Core platform as a tool to allow parents, co-parents, step-parents, grandparents, children, and caregivers to all be a part of a family unit where communication is simple, structured, and secure. The Family Core provides parents and their families with tools and resources that decrease family stress and increase family harmony through organizational efficiency. With a God-given mission to help parents save time so they can spend it where it truly matters, we cannot wait for you to meet the Delarippas. Hey there, everyone. It's your girl, your sis, your friend, and host, Cheryl Shoemake. And this is the Stepmom Sanity Podcast. We have a great show in store for you. We know will strengthen and and encourage you for the journey. So let's go. I am so excited to introduce you and your resource to the Stepmom Sanity platform. And I want to say welcome, Dr. James and Ginger Delarippa. Thank you both for gracing the Stepmom Sanity platform. Thank you. Thank you for having us. We appreciate it, Cheryl. Great to be here. Absolutely. It is great to, for you to be here, I tell you, it really is. So I got to meet and interact with you all a little bit at Family Life Splendid Summit on the Step Family Ministry in Arizona. And for those of you who are listening, you're listening in 2023. We're recording in 2022. So this would be a little earlier, just a couple of months ago for us. But uh, I know many in our audience may not know you. So tell us first a little bit about you and your blended. Like how long have you been married? What's the his, hers, and ours combination uh, of kids that's going on in your life? Sure. Well, we um, met and uh, started dating in early 2010. And at the time I had brought in a 12-year-old boy and James had brought in a seven and four-year-old daughter. And um, by the grace of God, they absolutely hit it off from the moment that they met and um, are inseparable to this day. So we had made a decision in 2013 to add an addition. And so we had a girl and then again in 17 and we had a boy. So that closes up our family. So at this point, we have a 25 year old son, a 20 year old daughter, a 17 year old daughter, a nine year old daughter and a five year old. Well, he'll be five next week, but five year old son. Bless you. We were talking a little bit before we started recording and talking about that gap and what a blessing it is to to see so many stages from adulthood to, you know, early elementary um, school age kids. But I tell you, I I am I'm kind of grateful that, that um, my kids are 38 to 20. You know, it's a little bit shorter. Got their 38 to 24. I'm grateful for that. I really, I mean, we're grandparents now. And and I honestly, I have a friend that's in her 50s, not that you all are, but she's in her 50s, late 50s with nine-year-old twins. And um, oh, it requires so much energy. I We are in prayer for her a lot. So. For sure. I don't think 20 years ago, it took this much energy, but maybe I just don't remember it properly. 
early, but about six o'clock, both of us are looking outside going, I think it's time to shower and shut down the house. And they're like, we still have soccer practice. (laughs) It didn't feel the same 20 years ago. No, definitely not. So we are here to talk about this amazing tool you all have developed because it's something one, it's something I wish that I had when my former spouse and I um, divorced 20 years ago. And I believe that, you know, we kind of prayed a little bit about this earlier too, that along with prayer, along with the truth of his word, that God gives us practical tools from gifts that he's placed in the earth and you two are both just such a gift and those tools to will help us not just navigate but overcome the challenges we face in all areas of life including being in a blended family and i think your resource is just such a tool so tell us what is the family core yes so uh, the family core is a mobile or web-based digital family organizer. It's based off of uh, four pillars. The first being a chat feature just for the family or on the account, a data storage feature where you can build your own file systems. You can keep your personal information private, or you can share it with another family member or an ex, if that needs to be the case, like an ex-spouse or an ex-partner. It also has a color-coded calendar that has alerts and reminders as part of its function. And then we have a geolocation service as well. So, uh, and it works on both the iOS, which is the Apple phone and the Android platforms like Google and LG and Samsung phones uh, with a check-in feature. So we think that those four pillars help families better communicate and stay in more frequent interactions throughout the day. Uh, And we also believe that it helps with efficiency with family organization. Okay, you know, this data storage pillar, can we just talk about that a little bit? What prompted you to add that? Because I think that that is brilliant. We often, I know that um, my former spouse and I were at cross purposes often because we needed information and one of us would feel like, okay, I don't want you to have this information. And having something like this would just, you know, kind of tone down a lot of those kind of stressful communications what was the, the thought process behind adding that data storage? And I would, assume, I would assume that would be for things like birth certificates and report cards and things like that. Absolutely, yes. It, 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 was, it came out of the, the exact thoughts that you, that you just communicated. Uh, sharing information, uh, acting like a parent, um, and then also communicating better in a neutral platform where you don't have to necessarily text or call somebody and there is the emotional uh, burden built into whatever that inflection may be for the message. So if you need to add a new vaccination record for for whatever reason, or um, a birth certificate or a social security number, you can add it into the platform. You can tag the ex-partner or spouse onto the document. Uh, they'll get a reminder or a notification rather that that document has been added and it's something that they're a part of. And that way you've just communicated with that person. You've acted like the adult, you've acted like the parent, you've shared the information, uh, and yet it's still a very neutral way to do so, right? We know that all these uh, co-parenting situations, sometimes there's uh, um, discourse uh, in, the, in those relationships now. And this is a way of still behaving like an adult and doing the the duty that you need to do for the benefit of the child uh, without getting involved in any types of discussions 
or any type of rapport with that person. And so it helps to keep things above board. You know, this sounds like it was developed by people who have a little bit of experience um, with, with these kinds of situations. What inspired the Family Corps for you two? Right. So I'm going to I'm going to handle this one as well. So uh, th this <laughs> this all came about in early 2018. Um, we, it was the middle of the night and uh, my wife, Ginger, had a Holy Spirit moment. Uh, she woke me up in all of a sudden fashion like this was almost an emergency. Uh, and she said, wake up, wake up. Are you awake? Wake up. And I said, of course, <laughs> yes, of course I'm awake. And she said, I was just told we have to build an app. And I said, an app? She said, yes, an app to help families better communicate and parent. And I said, okay, that sounds fantastic. Go back to sleep. We'll talk about it in the morning. <laughs> so in the morning, I usually I get up pretty early and I'll be checking my emails and have my cup of coffee. And uh, it hit me, that conversation that we had had the night before. And I started thinking about it and it, and it made perfect sense, actually. Yeah. Um, throughout the past eight years, Prior to that, while we were raising the three older kids and the 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 younger ones were still, you know, basically very small children and infants, um, we would have we'd have neighbors and other friends or or school parents come up to us, giving us all kinds of of um, of uh, uh, kind of a kudos and an accolade and attaboy that kind of thing about yeah. Parenting. Yeah, that that we were able to keep things very well organized and that we always had the kids to the right place on time and they were ready to go and we knew about all the events going on. And so I had to give I had to give all that recognition to my wife because she did such a great job uh, with the different calendars, the school calendars, the activities calendars, and then keeping the X's in in notification of what was happening so everybody could be there, right? So all the kids always felt good about um, the other parent being shared the information and everybody could show up if they needed to, to whatever the event was, whether it was a school event or extra school, extra scholastic activity. Uh, and so over the course of that eight years, as I'm sitting there that morning after she told me about the Holy Spirit moment, it made sense that maybe we just had that organizational gene to us. Uh, and that um, other people have other, you know, spiritual guests, maybe organization was ours, and we needed to share this, what we what this tool was that we had. Uh, and so we began to work earnestly on building on building this app, we really went into a, a brain crunching time period for the next three to six months. And I stole all the colored pencils in the house. Nobody could nobody could color anymore in their coloring books because I stole them all and <laughs> took, all, took all the three by five cards and I started wireframing out what this what this app might look like and how the calendar might look, how the uploading a document feature might look like, how the chat feature might look like. Uh, and then towards the end of 2018, we found a developer and we began to build out the product, both a lap a laptop version or a web based based version and a mobile version. And by the end of 2019, we had our prototype and we launched it. Um, in early 2020, we began to have uh, a lot of attention towards the platform. Uh, we were on six of the seven continents in the world already in a matter of three or four months. And we were only in English. So we looked at each other a little bit surprised and thought, okay, we need to get serious about this. We, we need to re remove some of the clunkiness and we need to uh, build better aesthetics and maybe a little bit of a better user platform. 
So we went back to the drawing board, found yet another developer and rebuilt all of 21 and launched our new version, version one that we have out on the market right now. Um, in late 21, we, we, we launched the web-based version and then early in, in this year, 2022, uh, we launched the mobile version. So we're on the, we're on the Apple app store and the Google play store. Now we have over 5,000 downloads just on app on Google play alone. And it's really been quite a journey, Cheryl, this whole process, but we're, we're really enjoying it. Uh, it's it's never without work, obviously, because uh, we're always tweaking things and making things work. And as Apple and Google change their their platforms, you have to go with it. Obviously, there's no way around that. Right. Uh, so, but it's been but it's been a journey of love so far, and and we're getting a lot of good uh, replies from people saying exactly the same thing: is it, wow, this is this is really working out quite well for us. Thank thanks for for putting this out there. And so it's. That has that's has taken us to where we are today, and where we where we met you a couple months ago when we were at that uh, blended family conference. That is awesome! Oh my goodness, that's amazing! I want to backtrack to something you said. You repeated it twice that this was a Holy Spirit moment, and for our listeners, I think we need to be really encouraged that God cares about our blended families, that He cares about the challenges that we face in those families, and for those of us who have named the name of Christ, who follow Jesus, who are disciples, who love the Lord, especially for us, uh, who are so very dearly loved by God. He wants us to walk in love with people and, um, and he gives us things in addition, again, in addition to his word, in addition to the, his grace enabling us to do what we can't do in our own power, he gives us practical tools and and tips and things to use so that we can live out his kingdom agenda in our blended families even ginger i want you to talk about a little bit about what that moment meant to you that that not only would god give this assignment to you and james but that he even cared enough to have an assignment like this for blended families sure um, I absolutely felt honored uh, at the moment. Now, I I would, you know, be remiss if it, if I was saying I was completely honored at the moment because <laughs> the prior eight years, um, every night, you know, as a mom or a dad, a stepmom, a bonus mom, however however you view that individual in your life, I can look at my children and say, "Be strong. This was God's intention. We're going to work hard at this." And statistically. Um, you know, first marriages have a 54% divorce rate. So you're looking at half of the world. Um, second marriages, blended families, they have a 72% divorce rate. So I'm honestly looking at my children saying, yes, we're going to blend. Yes, we're going to be successful, but the world is truly against you, but God is on our side. So in early, early on, we put a Bible verse to it and we put Mark 10, nine to it saying, God brought us together and we will not separate and we will, we are going to go at this together. So having, when all five of us were together, having, you know, that nightly team meeting saying, this is the team, this is what we did today. This is what we're doing tomorrow. This person's transitioning. These two are coming back. However, that looked for us, we always tried to put up that forefront, but when you go to bed, and you're having your time with the Lord, you're, you know, I, I admit, I was saying, why are we doing this? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And it was quiet. And they say, when the Lord is quiet, he is testing you. 
and he will prevail and let you know why. So at the end of eight years with the prayer every night, like, why are you doing this? I'm still going to fight for this, but why are you doing this? And finally he said, this is exactly why I'm doing this. I put you through every fire, every trial, every moment so that you could turn around and help others that are in your situation. Cause it is a difficult Absolutely. situation. So we had the opportunity, which at the time I didn't think it was an opportunity, but we've parallel parented with one child for 25 years. Uh, we have a litigious situation that took us over eight years, but the relief of knowing that the success was there when I got the notice that our daughters were ours and we were able to navigate safely and they were safe. Um, all of those moments come as a massive blessing. So when he said, this is what you're going to do, we had the tools, we had the tools in our box. We were able to, um, you know, kind of navigate all of the issues that people have come to us with and said, how did you, how did you overcome this obstacle? How did you, you know, how would you reply here? Or how did you not get angry here? And it's not that we know everything, but we've been faced with most of the trials, negative that are out there and we were able to navigate through God willing, we, we were not, we would not have been able to navigate without the Lord as the center point. Many make the mistake of assuming you cannot be both blessed and wounded, but did you know that blessedness is independent of struggle? As a matter of fact, many of us find blessedness in the struggle. But what does it mean for your blended family to be blessed? Well, join Ron and Ann Deal, Gayla Grace, Dr. John Trent, Brian and Jen Goins, and me, and find out at the 7th Annual Blended and Blessed Conference, Saturday, April 29th at Calvary Chapel, Melbourne, in Melbourne, Florida. If you're unable to join us live, grab a few friends and watch from the comfort of your home, or find a local church that is live streaming the event. Three great ways to engage, but you decide how. But whatever you do, don't miss it. Head on over to blendedandblessed.com today to register for the live event, purchase your individual or church license, or find a local church live streaming the event. Now let's get back to our guest. You know, it's difficult, but it's doable because like you said, we have God on our side and it, it breaks my heart when I, when I understand, you understand this as well, just kind of being in front of the statistics that blended families, that, that, that they give up long before they've given themselves the opportunity to to blend, to be successful, to mm-hmm. to be the testimony of redemption that God wants them to be. And, um, and I think that things like these can help because sometimes we get bogged down when we don't see movement. Um, we we get challenged by the lack of of what we see are as gains. But if we can put our hands to something that we can do and know, okay, we're contributing to making this better. We, yes, we're we're wait, we're waiting on the Lord. We're believing God. We are doing the hard things. We are humbling ourselves. We're loving others, and we're also using something that we know is going to help it's it's building a bridge in our family so that we can do this well 
mm-hmm. if nothing else, do this to God's glory. So for sure, for sure. And I think in that within that tool, you know, uh, men and women think differently and they view the day differently and they view the processes of how things happen differently. So it's funny that you've touched on the, the document storage with James, because that was a huge component for him um, as far as like keeping all the legal documents there and secure and ready to go because there's always some mishap whether it be you exchanged a day or or there's some turmoil that may involve the police or you know whatever it is to have that documentation ready to go and very organized is so important um my point of view is looking at the color-coded calendar so i could know where the traffic was going who, who was coming who was going who had what if other parents had been invited if grandparents had been invited whomever needed to be involved. And so we kind of looked at this tool as everything that you may need to proactively manage your family, whether it's nuclear blended, separated, however that picture appears for you, but to be organized. Because I think that the people that don't hold that skill that God has given them they miss opportunities to be involved in the child's life. Mm-hmm. And it's a long-term detriment when you miss, you know, when you miss the parties or you miss the, you know, the choir concert or you miss the golf tournament, whatever it is, there's still a child on the other end looking at it saying, who was there? Right. Who was Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so I think giving that opportunity to everybody that's involved that loves that child is important and doing it with the least amount of animosity possible mm-hmm. is just better for everyone involved. Absolutely. It's it's just so comprehensive. It's almost like everyone, like you and James found things in, in this that met needs that you had. And even with, but I, I'm not so sure how kids might feel about the geolocation service, especially teens, but you know, <laughs> But even that has its place. And for parents, there's just peace of mind that comes along with it. You know, many of our listeners are very familiar with tools like the family wizard, our family wizard that's used in the court system. How does the family core differ from the family wizard? Well, I actually got a call from an attorney a little bit upset um, several months back. And she said, my client just got ordered to use your tool. I don't know about you. I need to know about you and how we can use it so he can be compliant. After I spoke with her for a bit, uh, we recognized the fact that this was a tool that would help her client. And it was a blessing that it was that it was ordered. And it's just a point of taking the responsibility to be proactive in advance. I think the um, words that we have heard that the other our other peers out there that it's been forced on them it's too expensive Um, it doesn't work or facilitate all the needs that they need across the the family spectrum Mm -hmm. so what we tried to do is make sure that we're we're changing and progressing every day so that we can adapt to families we want it to be proactive not reactive so that um, love that mm-hmm. you you know you're you're putting in the effort together and inputting information on both sides so that both parent feels like they have input for the child right the child is 50 percent each parent and having the ability to if you have a relationship where both of you can edit and add and you know supply information then the child sees that you're both contributing which is mm-hmm. truly what you want instead of 
having it be court ordered and one parent is controlling it and has the power. And it's just one more tool. I think a lot of the outside world sees our peers or competitors, if you want to call them that, um, as more of a litigious allowing one parent to have more control than the other. Mm -hmm. But we would like to see ourselves as a proactive co-parenting tool that keeps everybody in harmony instead. Yeah, yeah trying to keep help blended families and co-parenting relationships stay out of the courtroom. Save that money for the kids or for yourselves and doing something else fun instead of giving all that money away to the court system. Um, so we really, so, you know, on our webpage, we, we put a lot of resources up there of people who can answer other questions that maybe we can't. And so we're trying to build a community around blended families and co-parenting through divorce instead of just being some court ordered type of tool for people to surveil you, if you will, and what's going on in your relationship. Certainly, uh, we have those types of customers on our platform, but we're, but like Jim said, we're trying to be proactive and get the word out there that you don't have to go down that road. You can, you can attempt to rise above that level of animosity and stay neutral mm-hmm. and use a platform like, like what the family core offers. And that's why we're, we're that's why we're different than a lot of these other platforms where mm-hmm. that are involved in the family court system. But I, I love that I hear neutrality, I hear proactivity. I thought I heard something about, you know, the expense is a little different. It's not as expensive as maybe some of the other tools that are out there. Um, but really your focus is again on building bridge, not so much monitoring communication like Family Wizard is, but mm-hmm. a lot helping the parents learn how to co-parent in the blended family situation and in any family situation, really, in, in an uh, original family situation, uh, helping them just kind of communicate and stay on top of what's going on. I know even with our blended family, we had kids going every which way. Um, this way, And it, it was very helpful. Jonathan and I have a shared calendar, but the kids didn't have access to that calendar. And so we always had, okay, what are you doing? What's going on? The, or the track and dance and, okay, drama and this and, you know, it was always that. So I hear like, just so many different applications, certainly in for co-parenting, it's a huge application and that was the original design, but there's so many applications for this as well. I, I will tell you that um, when my um, former husband and I, he has he passed away a couple of years after we were divorced, but when it, w- it was a surprise divorce, there was a, a lot of, um, he, he was divorcing and me and he remarried a month later, but he was the one that was extremely angry. We were Christians at the time. We had been married 17 years and he became very combative after the divorce. We were ordered into post-divorce counseling. Uh, we It was just a whole lot of things that happened, but what did not happen was there was not a mechanism in place for community communication. And the the last time that I spoke with him, there was a lot of yelling, a lot of name calling on his on his part. Um, thank God I, I didn't um, return that. But I did say at the time that I we cannot communicate this way. And if you continue to do so, I'm going to have to hang up and we're going to have to just communicate by email. And he continued yelling and I hung up and it was the last time that I spoke with him. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, I honestly regret it. I, I regret that we never got to the point where we could have a cordial relationship around this beautiful person that we mm-hmm. created. And I believe something like this certainly would have helped us because it would have it, it would have kept 
but it would have lessened the incendiary parts of our communication, whatever it was that triggered him and whatever it was that triggered me, that wouldn't be there. It, this helps, like you said, neutralize it. It brings it down to the bare facts. Here's what's going on. Here's all the data that you need. Here's, you know, a chat. If you need to chat with me, we can chat here. Here where here's where the children are. We we know this. And so it really neutralizes a lot of those incendiary pieces. Uh, how, but let me ask you this question. How does um, organizing and geo-tracking and chatting and data search, how does that mitigate the more difficult co-parenting issues? Well, uh, for one, the the goal of co-parenting is to raise the best child you can, period. When you're having difficulty in cooperation and getting on the same page about what those goals are, you begin to diverge. James, can I can I interrupt you just one, one moment? Can sure. you please repeat that first part one more time? I, I need the people in the back to hear it. What is the goal of co-parenting again? <laughs> the goal of co-parenting is to raise that child to the best of your ability. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank and, you. and so when you have two people who are divorcing or separating, uh, they're not on the same page anymore. They're not cooperating. They're not going to agree on every small detail about that child's life. And what begins to happen is those thoughts and those life goals begin to diverge for the parents. And what happens is the child gets left in the middle and you develop a, a level of unpredictability in that child's psyche. And you start to develop anxiety and maybe even feelings of fear or, or, or anger. Um, if you look at CDC numbers over the past three or four years, the, the numbers of ages 13, 3 to 17, the amount of anxiety in children is at about 9% clinical diagnosis for anxiety mm -hmm. and about 4% for clinically diagnosed depression in children. Mm -hmm. That's across the board. That's single parenting, divorced parenting, blended families, and nuclear families, all children across the board in the United States those rates of anxiety and depression are higher in the blended and co-parenting families if you carve them out of the total number. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's on the rise. And when we're looking at uh, what the US government census was over the past 20 years, the number of blended families or the number of co-parenting type situ uh, family dynamics increasing year over year, uh, those, those rates of depression and anxiety continue to increase. So it's so it is important to use every tool possible, whether it's therapists, life coaches, uh, family psychologists to help the two parents work better, more cohesively together. And putting a tool like the family core in that arsenal um, is just it's just another opportunity for people to get on board and realize that they're doing the right thing by their kids by taking that verbal communication out and finding a neutral platform in which to act like the parent. If we go all the way back to the very beginning again, once you put an, a, an event on the calendar or once you put a new vaccination document in the data storage, a notification goes over to the other parent. You've done nothing purposefully 
to text or email or call them, and yet you've done your job communicating and acting like a parent. Family Corps was established by a husband and wife team leading a blended family with an unwavering foundation in Christ. TFC offers successful parenting strategies and organization the founders developed in the midst of working full-time and co-parenting five children. The Family Corps comes alongside families with support and godly vision so they can experience an enhanced quality of life. If you'd like to learn more about the Family Corps or start a free trial, visit thefamilycorps.com. All links are in the show notes. One of the gifts God uses to help me walk this road is a tribe of godly women who love and pray for me. If you're looking for a community of women to lock arms with who love the Lord, live to honor him, and will love, cheer for, and challenge you, we invite you to join the Stepmom Sanity community. In addition to our podcast and coaching opportunities, we offer twice annual Bible studies, free downloads, meetups, and more. We're always looking for ways to serve you better. How about starting a waiting to be wanted life study group in your church or home? I'll even zoom in for a Q&A. Head over to stepmomsanity.com to join us on the journey today. Now let's wrap up with our guest. And you're going to help to reduce the chances of anxiety and depression in that child. And we all know anxiety and depression in children leads to anxiety and depression in an adult, a young adult later in life and behavioral problems and all kinds of other problems can arise, substance abuse and other types of antisocial behavior. We wanna stop that. We wanna help be a tool to stop the, the growing number of those types of situations that are going on out there. You know, I. I... I had you repeat that because I think we we need to hear it often that the goal of co-parenting is it's not to relitigate your separation. It is not to align the child to your side. It, it's it's not that. It is to raise the best possible to release on society the best possible adult because eventually this child is going to grow up that you can. I see so many secondary, if you will, blessings, if you will, with blessings that come with the family core, like it, it facilitates maturity in the adults. It, it, it is helping the adults to act like adults. You know, we, we need to grow up in these situations and, and uh, shift our focus on, onto our children and onto what God desires for us. It helps, I mean, you, you spoke so eloquently to it, James. I'm, I'm sure your medical degree has something to do with that. that there's a direct correlation between um, parental involvement and um you know increased anxiety and depression and and even things as as um you know as innocuous as uh, the ability to resolve conflict and even those things uh, to bigger issues like whether or not you graduate high school or go on to college, it can have a successful career. There, so you have a support system that in place, that's in place that encourages parental and village involvement, if right. you will. I mean, there's just so many, if you 
dive down deep into what the family core can support and can facilitate. There's so much that can come out of using a tool like this. I have just one more question for you, well, two more actually. First, what, and you've talked a little bit about this, but what impact have you seen on the families that have used this tool? Sure, um, I'll speak to that. The overall outcome, when we ran our prototype and our, with the moment, I thought it was only for co-parents. Um, when we ran the prototype, we were quick to notice in the response of people that we had nuclear families that were using it. Um, at the time we had, uh, I believe at the time she was nine, and she's, she's in a nuclear family. There's three children and a, and a bio mom and dad, all the same. And her response was, I can't believe I've danced at the same place for the last three years. And my dad, one, picked me up and two, knew where I danced. He wow. never knew where I danced before. He never knew where the pickup location was. But when he was assigned the action in the tasks and he knew he was picking him up, for the first time, a child in a nuclear family who you never would have known that she had that as an absence, like dad doesn't know where I dance. So she's thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And then by surprise, here he is, he knew where it was and he picked her up and she was thankful for that. And so it was a little bit inspiring to think, oh, well, I guess nuclear families have some of the same issues mm -hmm. because you get busy and you didn't know, you know, dad's working, but when he's got an opportunity, it's not that he doesn't want to participate. He didn't know. So having the availability and the access to it, even in a, in a, in a nuclear family was quite surprising. Um, we found out that people with aging parents were using it, putting their, their mom and dad's EKG in there and their current medication list and their COVID vaccination records and things like that. Um, that was a blessing as well, finding out that that was a resource for them and they were able to use it. Um, the, so those benefits were a surprise. When you look at a, a situation where they're either blended or they're just parents that are trying to figure out a way to even parallel parent, to have a success of over having parents that, like you said, it helps the parent mature. Having the success of coming to a point where you're able to get over yourself and <laughs> share a piece of artwork with, you know, your second grader, there's no harm. It takes you two seconds to mm -hmm. snap a picture of the child's artwork. When they come to your house, you're keeping the artwork, but to just share that artwork and say, Hey, I loaded in what Sam did today at school, you know, loading it in, having the parent open it up, you don't know the powerful and the positive impact that it may give dad when he sees that mom shared a piece of artwork and you had the privilege of seeing what your child did that day, even though they didn't come home to your house. Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe you send a, a thank you text, maybe you don't, but giving the, uh, the opposite parent the ability to be part of that child's life so that when the child does return home to them to say, hey, here's a picture of your artwork that you did on Tuesday, I'm so proud of you. Yes. He, there's no communication that had to have been done with that other parent, but to see the benefit and the positivity that comes back to that child to say, mom had it. The only way that that dad would have got it was if mom sent it. And when they get to the point where they're old enough to recognize that fact that you're all on the same team, it's yes. for the benefit of the child and that everybody had a successful uh, win out of that 10 seconds that it took you to do it. 
but really the benefit is the child seeing that he he or she was praised instead of just hearing the argument and the fighting and no, I, you know, can I take this to dad's? No, you can't. It's mine because it came home on my day. All of that's gone. And to have allow the child to get the recognition is probably the number one benefit that we have been able to see yeah. a successful win for the child. Yeah, Cheryl, you touched on earlier, you said that a lot of, uh, you've seen a lot of blended families give up too soon, mm -hmm. right? <clears throat> and uh, so one of the other aspects that we have found that's come from the family core and what we have encouraged some of the parents that are the ones that are brave enough to sign up and, and open up the account is they come back and say, you know, the other, the other, the other, X, they won't, they just won't get on, they won't get on the app. They refuse to do it. They refuse to do it. And we've always said, well, just stick with it. Continue to, to organize, continue to build, continue to share. It doesn't have to be an a, a all important document like a birth certificate or a vaccination record, like what Jen's touched on, build a folder just for artwork mm -hmm. or something that's light. I mean, you can keep track of your, your uh, air filters in your house so that when you're in Walmart, you can, you can find the right ones, mm -hmm. but getting back to the story. So build, build that, build that uh, artwork file and share it with them. What we have found over the last two years is that parents who stick with the platform continue to take the high road continue to invite the other uh parent to the pro to the platform even though they get told no time and time again we've seen that about three out of every four who are going through that type of situation that other parent finally comes around and realizes once they get over maybe that acute anger or whatever it is that they're feeling that's a negative feature to them uh we've found that most other parents will finally come on board and start to participate. And it just brings everybody up to that level of parenting that they're supposed to be at. If you are in a litigious situation and you're, and you are building your family core account and you're showing that you're inviting the other side to those documents or to those events all related to the child, you have yourself a testimony right there that you are trying to be the adult and the parent that you're supposed to be regardless of the negative split between the two between the two grown-ups. So you so what you said was very important. Stay the course, take the high road always, and just keep trying to be patient and invite that other parent to the platform. Most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time, the other parent will come around at some point. Could take you a year, could take you two years, but we've we've heard this story already. And uh, so that's another aspect of why a tool like the Family Core can be important. You can actually start to turn the hearts and minds of that other parent and bring them up to the parent that they are that they potentially have the the right to be. And uh, it's we just we hear good stories like this all the time. Oh, I love it! Thank you both so much. Thank you for the tool. Thank you for those words. You know, if we can. Um, I, we, we often find that uh, the one thing that will derail a blended family more than anything else is the inability to stick with it. So, you know, we just 
again, we just give up and we have to stay in the fight. We have to stay fighting on our knees. We have to stay fighting for peace. We have to stay fighting for uh, our children that they would have a healthy interaction with all of the members of their family. We have, we must do it. We absolutely must. Thank you both so much for being here. Where can people go to get started with Family Core? How can they get connected with you? Sure. Our webpage is www.thefamilycore.com and you can sign up for the seven-day free trial right there. Um, if you're inclined to go to one of the app stores, you can go to Apple or Google Play Store and find us on, at The Family Core as well. And you can sign up that way. And we also have social media that we try and connect with our community. So we've built the majority through um, Instagram and some of that will flow over to Facebook but we are at the family core. Uh, we try and facilitate um, blessings and words throughout that as well for people that need encouragement. We recognize that everybody's situation is different. So single mom, single dad, co-parenting, um, nuclear families, whatever that may be, we try and take um, kind of a frugal approach to parenting and making sure that we know that blending can be expensive, divorce can be expensive, single parenting can be expensive. And so we try and just give frugal encouragement um, on, on each of the holidays or a quick dinner meal or positive words of parenting encouragement, things like that throughout our social media. And then just try and connect, connect people that are like-minded in the same situation so that we can all encourage each other. We're all on the same team. Um, most of the time you don't have people that aren't parents that follow you, but you know, that can happen, but just to give a positive view on, uh, the platform, the community, give tips and tricks through YouTube, things like that. Mm -hmm. So that, yeah, um, everybody, everybody can use the platform to the best of their ability for whatever their situation is. Thank you so much. Now we end each of our broadcasts with prayer. Would you mind praying for those who are struggling in their co-parenting relationships? Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for allowing us to do that. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us the ability to sit down and speak with Cheryl today. Thank you for giving us the ability to have exposure to all of the step parents, the, the blended parents, the single parents, the um, divorced parents, whatever the opportunity is for you to reach them, Lord, please do so through this podcast or any way that, that um, will best reach that individual, meet them where they are, Help us all uh, know that you are the end goal, Lord, whatever that is with our children, our spouse, our ex-spouse, make sure that you are showing us how to love and um, have faith and hope, but obviously most important is love. So teach us all how to um, do unto others as we'd have done unto us and continue to bless our families and homes and, and help us not give up hope in whatever your end plan is for each of our families. In God's name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for tuning in to the Stepmom Sanity Podcast. We pray you found both the help and hope you were looking for. If this podcast has blessed you, don't miss another one. Click that subscribe button. And don't keep it to yourself. Share this with a stepmom sister. Join us on the journey by heading over to stepmomsanity.com where you can connect with us, download free resources, and stay up to date on what we're doing to serve you. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Stepmom Sanity. God has made every provision for you to flourish in your role, sis. Until next time, keep stepping in grace.